online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM. BBC Radio 2. Russell Brand. Welcome to the Russell Brand Show. We're in an actual ice cream van. We're loose in Blackpool. Blackpool, make atmospheric noise. That is the sound of Blackpool's atmosphere. We're live here. We're going to meet an actual mayor, a hypnotist, a psychic. There's going to be donkey rides. It's seaside spectacular fun with a beautiful undercurrent of poetic tragedy. First, though, we're going to listen to Ice Cream Man. We're live on Radio 2. Christ! Hi there, everybody. We're the water lovers. We're going to sing about the Ice Cream Man for you. Well, now... Ice cream man, up on my street, I heard your truck outside, it's really music, I've learned to love, ice cream man, bring your chime, in the afternoon, so Ice Cream Man by Jonathan Richman. He said, Jonathan Richman, we're live in Blackpool. Prove it by making atmospheric noises. Right, okay, it's going to be an incredible show. Later on, we will be talking to Noel Gallagher. He's a popular singer, as I understand it. And I think we're about to meet... Uh, I'm here, obviously, with Matt Morgan. Hello, Hello. Matt Morgan. Hello. Matthew. That's a bit <laughs> yeah, but it takes a while for people. You've got to understand that we're actually broadcasting. Oh, yes. Matthew, um, okay, so on this show, we're, gonna, we're meeting a hypnotist, that's nice, so he will perform a live hypnotism on someone here. I thought we could use hypnotism, perhaps, to turn these people into an object of our desire and okay. will. Yep. So we, can, we can create that. Uh, we will be talking to a psychic who can read the right mayor. inside people's the minds. The mayor we are going to use to force for, through some unwise town planning. We're going to get, like, bins will be collected in the dead of night. Foxes will be allowed to rummage through recycling. It's going to be berserk. And also... Go on. Mr. Gay UK. We are now about to meet the gayest man in all England. Come over here. What? Hello, sunshine. Hello there. You have recently been crowned England's gayest man. Is that true? Yeah, that is. Uh, what's your name, darling? Daniel Broughton. Daniel Broughton, uh, the, the gayest man in the UK competition was held here in Blackpool. What did you have to do to win it? Um, get down to my boxers, basically. That was about it. Just, <laughs> just show a bit of crutch, and there you go. <laughs> Daniel, can we have a look at some of your gay body now? Uh... Obviously, people listening at home, you won't be able to see the gay body of this young man. Come show us it, because I reckon you've got a love. Oh my God, Matthew, look at this gay lad's Some body. It's a rippling washboard Lying. stomach. Lovely. Could we? Now, I'm quite interested in seeing your bottom. <laughs> Russell's a little early for that. <laughs> oh, really? But, like, I'm sure the people of Blackpool, like, once you've been, like, crowned a, a gay man, you've got certain obligations, haven't you? Um, yeah, it's just to be the voice of all gay people around um, the UK and then going on to Europe next year, so... So, just this year, you'll be the voice of all gay people in the UK. What, what if they're, like, they're not part of the scene, there's just a gay academic professor... He just stays at home mostly. You're still representing him and his gayness. Well, yeah, we just need to start getting more out of the closet, don't we, really? Get gay men right out of the closet. I'm looking around at a lot of the burly security men looking at after us today. 
some of them. That gentleman there, he may have a tough, brash exterior and a skinhead, but beneath that is a raging gay heart. Now, if anyone can coax that gayness out of him, it's you, a sort of gay hero. Now, what would you do to make straight men a bit more gay? Um, I've, I think they're all turning a bit more gay now, aren't they, with all the Nick and our hairstyles and clothing and all our designer clothes and not shopping at Primark and... Yeah. <laughs> so, men are becoming uh, more gay incrementally. Homosexuality is taking over. But surely, ultimately, gayness must come down to same-sex same sex intercourse. The reason I lisped then is because Daniel touched me in an intimate and dangerous way. Thank you very much. Like, will you, don't go yet, because I'm a little bit fascinated by you and your gayness. As a gay man... Um, who is it that you find most attractive, me or Matt there? He's also a man. Uh, I'll tell you later. Really? But you did, he said I'll tell you later, but he did nod towards Matt. Matt's pheromones obviously uh, induce something. Well, everyone here does get a free ice cream. Thank you for coming, Daniel. What type of uh, ice cream would you want? 69. Well, we kind of suspected that that may occur at some point in the evening. Do you know what? You're not getting an ice cream now. And I think you should be stripped of your title as gayest man. And I think that we should repeal legislation famously made and Clause 28 should be reinstated because you've made a mockery of gay culture and ice creams. But also, we adore you and your washboard gayness. Please give a round of applause to lovely gay Daniel, the country's gayest man. There he goes. Oh. He, uh, he did prefer me. Yeah, he did. That was evident, Matthew. Evident and very painful. OK, so why don't we... Uh, before we, we've met the gayest man in the UK, we're going to meet the mayor of Blackpool in a minute. We're going to listen to deliberately upbeat and jocular music throughout the radio show. What are we listening to now, Matthew? Now it's uh, 1999. Get it? Right, 99. Yeah, there is a relevance to 99 because there's a type of ice cream there which has already been undermined slightly by the gayest man in the UK making a cheap sexual jibe. Who would have thought it? OK, let's listen to uh, 1999 by Prince. In a minute, we'll be back talking to the mayor of Blackpool. You're listening to the Russell Brand Show live on Radio 2. We are in Blackpool now broadcasting from an ice cream van. It seemed like a good idea at the time. Matthew, can yes. you um, tell us what are the numbers for people to text us or e email if us? If you want to text us, text 88291 and email russell.brand at bbc.co.uk. Matt, I do like it when you do anything that is responsible <laughs> on radio. I can hear a, a glorious tentativeness uh, in, in your QVC voice. That was my QVC voice. It's lovely. It was delightful. If you're actually present here, you could send us a text message, and then you'll think, wow, I can communicate to the radio. Because like, it's like, say you text a friend. Like, say you're sat in the back of a cab, right, and you, and you think, oh, that cab driver has perhaps broken wind. You might text your friend, I think the cab driver has broken wind, and you think that that text message has gone all the way to space. I believe that's my, that's my understanding that's technology. Works, yes. Then it's come all the way back down and it's managed to retain its form. We've done that before form. in cabs, haven't we? Yeah, we have done that once because we had an obese cab driver and <laughs> as we were getting into the cab, Matt goes, don't mention that he's not wearing his seatbelt. Like that, all panicked because Matt would thought I'd go, why are you not wearing your seatbelt? He seat was belt? too fat to get the seatbelt round him, I thought. So the alarm was going ding, ding, ding yeah. all the time. But I thought, Yeah, the seatbelt not worn alarm, that annoying ding, ding. 
thing like when the car thinks it's in charge of you, but you're a person. It's not Knight Rider. You can't tell me what to do. And then, like, then, the, like, so I prepared myself not to mention the seatbelt because it was because of the man's obesity that he wasn't stretching it across his great, lovely, rotund barrel of a belly. And then he did promptly he just put, put it on, on straight away. Undermined everything. So me and Matt were texting each other saying, like, well, come on, for God's sake. <laughs> he was what? fatter when I was alone with him. Yeah, how can, what's going on with this man's obesity? We are going to be talking to the mayor of Blackpool in a moment. Is there, right, I'm here sort of amidst this crowd, Matthew. I'm going to see if there's any ad administrative issues that the people of Blackpool I want to discuss. Someone said over here in a really sort of attractive Is that the mayor? siren sound. Hello, who Look has for his questions? Necklace. Um, you are the mayor. Let's meet you, mayor. No, he's not. Oh, right, I've got a man who claims to be the mayor of Blackpool. Uh, hello, um, you're not the mayor of Blackpool. It's obvious from your gait, your manner, and your visage. No. You do not have the dignity required to be a mayor. No, I've got. No. Right, okay, this is, this is the Queen's favourite radio station, and you have just mentioned a part of your anatomy that is unacceptable. It was a euphem, it was a synonym for the word breasts, and it, uh, frankly, it has shocked me. We're not putting ice cream on that woman's breasts. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, we might. Matthew! Yes, what? Like, we always knew that there was a possibility that this could lapse into a festival of ice cream and hedonism. There is a woman over there that has suggested that she wants ice cream all over herself. Why all over not? Her... It's only radio. It's only radio. <laughs> right, stop everyone claiming to be the mayor of Blackpool <laughs> like it's Spartacus. You can't all be mayors of Blackpool. Matt, why don't you strike up this ice cream machine and I'll, like, see if I could get any pleasure out Okay, it does make like, a bit of a loud right, noise. Right, so we're now going to use this ice cream van, because otherwise what's the point of us ever being in an ice cream van, to make a sort of wet t-shirt competition but based around ice cream instead okay. of any actual if Nick water. pulls the lever. Okay, thank you. Uh, where is a person where is that, lady? that looks like... You look a confident young man. You could have done quite well in the gay contest. What's your name? David. David, yeah. Would you like well, an ice cream, young man? Yeah, I would. You would you? I would, yeah. OK, I think what I, instead I'd like to nominate you as the young person to decorate uh, that female with ice cream. <laughs> OK, so Matt has now provided us with an ice cream. Uh, please remember to keep your texts coming, 88 to 91 FM. This is Radio 2. Right, lady over there who claims to be the wife of the mayor, come here beyond the crash barrier. Handsome young lad who I believe could challenge to be one of the gayest lads in the UK. You come over as well. Clamber over, old bean, do be careful. Bring so that here she comes. She's actually coming. She is coming, right. Not... Come over, darling, clamber oh. over. Use your limbs to... She's, for you at home, she's clambering now over a crash barrier, this lady. About to walk into a sort of a very adult version of Noel's house party gungee. Right, OK, oh, now God. you come over here, gay lad, as well. Look at the way he leaps over this fence. He, he, he jumped he over scared. in a single bound. Right, OK. So if you'd like... Yes. Right, so um, you, you've come here with a T-shirt with my face on it. I have. You've made comments about wanting ice cream on your boobs. I You're have. feeling my bottom I can even see that during happening. this link. That's happening, isn't it, Matthew? If Quite I was violently. a woman and that was a man, that's assault, isn't it, what's yeah, happening now? that is... This is Radio 2, the most popular radio station in Europe, and I'm being molested like a 50-pound rent boy. <laughs> OK, Sonny Jim there with the ice cream. Do you feel confident now uh, in decorating this woman's upper body with ice cream? Uh, I think we can manage it. I think yeah. it's going to be a laugh. How yeah. old are you? 19. He's 19. How old are you? You're at 44. One. Don't... 41. 41. Come on, don't lie. <laughs> She's... 
God bless Russell. her. <laughs> no, she's very attractive for remember, there's nothing wrong with, you know, but you, you are in the September of your life. Don't put your spec... <laughs> and this lad's very much children in his May. Age. You've got children his age. Well, I, I just hope they're not listening. Right, uh, okay then, young man, yeah. you now attack her, what I can only describe as upper t-shirt area with an ice cream. Smear it on. Here it goes. Yeah, quite nice. He's got brilliant, delicate brush strokes, this young lad. It looks like the work of a sort of, a, well, a great painter like Magritte. There is a certain surrealism to the image. Now, show the crowd, please cheer this woman's cheer. ice cream smothered upper body area. Matthew, don't. I'm a bit worried this has turned into spring break. It has turned into spring. Girls so go wild. Okay, if there's anyone here with low self-esteem, we'd like to exploit you. Okay, Matthew, what, what, what track should we listen to now? I think we're going to listen to Noel's band, Oasis. We are going to listen to Oasis now. Noel Gallagher will be on the show a little later. He won't be appearing here live. Don't be ridiculous. But you will hear the voice of Noel Gallagher before that. Why don't we listen to Live Forever, is it, Matthew? Uh, yes. Live Forever. If only it were possible, but life is finite. So let's enjoy it while we're here, for Christ's sake. Maybe I don't really want to know how you got in girls. Cause I just want to fly lately. Well, we'll be back on in 10 seconds. Remember to give us an appetite. I'm here live in Blackpool with Matt Morgan. We are broadcasting live from what can only be described as an ice cream van. Soon we'll be talking to a hypnotist who will bend our minds in ways we can't possibly understand. I'm here situated amidst a series of jarring visual paradox. There is over there a roller coaster I can see. Boats occasionally drive past. Thunderbirds Free is on the shore. What do you, where's it? There's a young man over here. What do you think about Thunderbirds Free being here? Where is that young man? I think it's a waste of taxpayers' money. I think Mr Nibs could spend the tax money better than that. Mr Nibs, who is a friend of this show, could perhaps invest tax more wisely than has been done by the council here in Blackpool on Thunderbirds Free. Although I would query whether or not that has been paid for by taxpayers' money. But you know how we can find out, Matt? The mayor. The mayor will Grill soon him. be here. The actual mayor of Blackpool, we're going to investigate whether or not he is corrupt, whether he's using his position to exploit the people of Blackpool. That's something we will get to the bottom of. If you want to text us any questions <laughs> to the mayor of Blackpool, and why wouldn't you? What powers has he got, though? The mayor, I believe, has dominion over all the fair daughters of Blackpool. He can just stride around naked from the waist down, torch buoyant and life protruding in a shard of magical mare flesh. He can do whatever he likes to anybody at all. That is just one duty. He keeps <laughs> that gold chain about him. It's a necklace. Like a necklace, but around the lower part of himself, around his mayoral wand, as it were. So we're going to be talking to him. If you want to text us, it's 88 to 91. 88-91. Right, because it's the same as where we are on an old-fashioned radio dial. That's what helps us remember. Okay, so let's find out some of the things that define Blackpool. What the hell defines Blackpool? Yes. Tack. What does? Tack. Why do you think it's tacky? 
Because it is. It's really What's bright. What's wrong with it? Just, got, just because it's like Vegas. Bright. Aurora Borealis. What's that thing? The Northern Lights. Aurora, Aurora Borealis. So that, that's bright and that's not tack, is it? Have taken this tacky ice cream van to Brighton or something. I don't think he would have. What? Do you think that we are somehow mocking uh, the, the Blackpool's culture? No, I think it's good. Yeah, I don't think we it's are, because I really yeah. like it here. I think that this is a sort Stay. of place I'd like to set... You know how like Elvis had a nice Vegas period? I'd like to get all bloated, just live in Blackpool <laughs> for ages. Oh, Elvis did die in the toilet, did, but let's not ridicule no. that, because that was a sad moment. Because imagine for the people who found him. Do you, if you'd found dead Elvis, would you bother to wipe his bottom? That is one of the questions that we'll be asking, Matt, did you shake your head in something approaching horror? No, because you think once you're dead, hygiene becomes almost irrelevant. Yeah, the mortician would do that. A mortician would do it. They'd put a little bit of mascara on Elvis, make him look all nice, and then, of course, they would have to deal with some of the realities of the situation. OK, right, we are going to meet the mayor of this fine city. It's Blackpool City, I suppose it must be, must it? It's a principality. It's a principality. We'll be meeting the mayor of here, even as another land boat sails by <laughs> in this Narnia-like kingdom. We will be meeting the mayor. We've already met the gayest man in the whole of the United Kingdom. He described to us some of the Herculean labours he underwent to secure his title as gayest man. It were quite shocking and make the plays of Joe Orton look like the diaries of Alan Bennett. Now, that was a reference for the listeners at home of Radio 2. The people here won't be into that. OK, Matthew, what I think should... they all switched off when the ice cream went on the What should we listen boobs? to next year? I think we're listening to Zeppelin. Right, we're going to listen to Led Zeppelin now, and I'd, I'd like you to consider what was running through the minds and veins of these young men as they made this wonderful music, and try and create, if you can, the sort of carefree, beautiful hedonism that kept them making records for almost... How long do you suppose they were making records for? Oh, I reckon about 15 years. Right, about that long. OK, so for God's sake, focus. Let's listen to Led Zeppelin. You're listening to Russell Brand on Radio 2. Immigrant song, Led Zeppelin. You're listening to Russell Brand on Radio 2. I'm here with Matt Morgan. You all right, mate? Back in the van. I've come in the van. Like, you know, given my history in and around vans, it was, in some ways, an unwise decision to use a van. Will you go on the roof? In the past, whenever I've, a van has been involved in my career, I've normally got on top of that van. You got sacked for getting on top of a van. You were arrested for another van yeah. climbing incident. On May Day 2001, I was arrested on top of a van. 2002. For 2002. Actually, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was stripped, I stripped naked on top of a van in London's Piccadilly. Thank you for cheering the concept of nudity although we're all capable of nudity at any moment. Bear that in mind, you heaving throng. And before that, yeah, 2001 was when I got sacked for getting on top of a van when I was making a documentary. I also got sacked for you getting on top of a van. That was a little less fair in retrospect. <laughs> There's an email here from Nicole Higgins in Kelsall. She goes, hello, Russell and Matt. So glad you finally got to do the ice cream van thing. Perhaps if you can make that happen, then the revolution may be possible. Shoot for the moon, I say. I think the revolution... I think by... By appearing in an ice cream van and doing our radio show live from it, we've proven that we're quite capable of running the country, haven't we? I think so. I think that's... It's only taken us six evident. months to get an ice cream van. It's taken a mere six months to get an ice cream van. I'm, I'm frightened of this ice cream van, Matt. 
because it's brightly illuminated. The the ceiling of it is decorated in sort of like these psychedelic coloured dogs that the stare worst, blankly at us. The worst thing about it is that you've covered it in ice cream. I, sticky and horrible. Yeah. It? Whilst giving out ice cream, I've like yeah, I've I've caused a lot of chaos and mess, and now it just looks like the floor of one of Freddie Mercury's parties at 3 a.m. in the morning. Oh it's dear. Qu quite frankly the the scene of much debauchery. Uh, are you going to fulfil your dream, says Nicole, and leave a Mr Whippy over someone's boobies? Well, I didn't leave it directly onto them. Uh, we got a, a lad to just put it on some boobies. Uh, but now we're going to raise the tone. In the last link, actually, Alan Bennett and Joe Orton were both mentioned. So I think this is probably the most highbrow show we've ever done. <laughs> uh, I've always wanted to pull the lever of Mr Whippy directly into my gob. God, I love that ice cream. It's bloody brilliant. Are you actually broadcasting from the window of the van? Yes, we are. You need to paint a better picture with words for your listeners. <laughs> There's advice from Nicole. Yeah, what we are, we're inside this ice cream van. It's very brightly illuminated. We're surrounded by a couple of hundred people, I suppose. It's sort of spitting, and uh, it's like this. It's, it's very beautiful here, but it's also sort of quite alarming and unusual, Nicole. That's, that's sort of essentially what it's like. We were awaiting a visit from a mayor. He never comes up. It's a little like waiting for Godot, the famous Beckett play in which Godot never arrives. But perhaps, you know, do you think All these references are you see? erasing the memory of those boobies for me. <laughs> they really are. No one's thinking about ice cream covered knockers anymore. They're thinking about the brilliant writing of <laughs> Sam Beckett. Okay, this is from Anaya. I'm gutted I can't be there tonight, she says. It sounds like amazing fun. Please play some Tracy Chapman and have fun taking the mick out of country bumpkin accents in the southwest, she says. Um, we don't generally ridicule people's country. Yeah, we're not in the southwest. We're in the northwest. Uh, but I think she's saying go to the southwest and oh, once okay. there ridicule people's accents, but that's just simply, we wouldn't operate in that way. This is from Alex in Hartford. I'm currently doing my physics homework and I need help. How do electrostatic smoke precipitators and photocopiers work? Well, it's quite simple, Alex. Um, electrostatic smoke precipitators are very much similar to Doc Brown's flux capacitor <laughs> in the Back to the Future films. You need to get a DeLorean car, go about 80 miles an hour, and then you might have sex with your own mother in the past. Well done, Alex. <laughs> All right, Russell and Matt, says James. Just wanted to know, what is your favourite ice cream? Um, well, I just, well you I've know. been seduced by this. What have you been seduced by, Matthew? The Nobbly Bobbly. The Nobbly Bobbly is just one of the ice creams available here, if you were here in Blackpool. Uh, that Nobbly Bobbly could be yours. It's really you, raining out It's there. raining quite intensely, look at that. And only a, a loyal, hardcore of fans Do you stand think the mayor's here blown now? us out because it's huh? raining? Do you think the mayor's blown us out? Yeah, where yeah. is the mayor? Because where is the mayor? One would think one of his mayoral duties would be absolute blind loyalty to the whims of... Radio 2 yeah. hosts. That's one of what the things you should do. There's a scurry of activity. Maybe Hold it's on. arrived. Okay, over in the distance, we can see what looks like a mare. It could be a fat controller. There's no way of knowing at this time. Um, okay, so let's listen to this little email. This is from someone claiming to be called Adam. I bring you bad news. Whilst watching History Channel last night, they showed a trailer next Wednesday for a show about tunnels called Cities of the Underworld. It also talked about Nazi Germany, which seemed like a terrible place. Yes, Adam, Nazi Germany was a terrible, terrible place. We can confirm that for you now. Um, Matt, I mean, yes. if this mayor ever does come here, I think once we get him in this van, I think we should really take him a task on the You're way he's running in Blackpool. This van. There's not much room. 
Well, I think get him in here. I don't know. I don't know the dimensions of the mayor. I did see a picture of him in the local paper, the Blackpool Gazette, and he looks quite svelte and lithe. Really? So. I'd like to have a go on his necklace. What do you mean? We'll just wear that necklace and just maybe put it on. Go in his mayoral car for yeah. a little bit. I would. Yes, well, I'd like to do that. I Perhaps. want to ask him a few things. I want to know what powers he's got. Right. Because really, I mean, you never hear of a mayor. Doing you know. anything? Do you think it's a defunct office, really? Do you so. think it's essentially an so. emblem of power rather than actual power? I think they just cut ribbons. Yeah, it's just essentially. He's a, a patsy. He's a patsy. He's a stooge. He's a puppet for for the the government at large, the mayor. These are all just some of the ideas we'll be putting to the mayor of Blackpool when he arrives here. Also, we're going to be talking to a hypnotist and a psychic, and just testing their abilities. And Noel Gallagher will be talking to. No, it's going to be quite a, quite a show. Maybe the crowd have gone. That's raining. Are they still there? No, like there's some of them. They're still Aww. there. Hey, it's the uh, and we've closed the windows. So I feel a bit guilty. It is, of course, today the anniversary of the death of uh, Princess Diana, Queen <laughs> of Arts. Um, I, 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 a couple of days after that, after Lady Di died, I went down to Kensington Gardens and I remember this bloke, I walked past this bloke, he was a builder, he stood on some scaffold and he sort of looked at the crowd marching solemnly by, shook his head in a morose, mournful fashion and went, they came and they came and they came. As if he knew that he was an important and vital part of some Who's drama the, being observed the from mourners. space. Yeah, he means the mourners continue. It's sort of like, because what it was like, the way he was saying it was kind of like, you know, if there was an article in the Daily Mail the next day, go, uh, the scene was summed up best by yeah, a builder yeah. at the scene who looked mournfully at the crowd and went, they came and they, they came, came and, and they, they came. came. That's what he said. He was already retrospectively playing a part in a written scene. What did you say? I just looked over at him with something approaching disgust, <laughs> and the two of us kissed, and we're married now, that builder and I, and I, you know, I, every day I feel luckier and luckier. I went to the funeral. You went to the funeral? I wasn't, like, I in the church. I don't think you were in there with Elton John, <laughs> were you? Tickling the ivory. Blowing his nose. Doing it like Ebony and Ivory, sat on, <laughs> sat on his lap, No, I, I slept in, I think it was Hyde Park. Did you? Yeah. Why? Because my girlfriend at the time wanted to. You got swept up in the hysteria. Got swept up in it. Slept in a sleeping bag in a in a sort of bin bag thing against right. a tree. We got up there. We went up there the night before. Slept overnight in the park, which was nice actually. Yeah. And then in the morning we. Did you not wake up. up scared in the night? Sometimes if you sleep outside, don't you wake up in the middle of the night? No, because there was loads of people everywhere. Yeah, but those people, they would be your assailants. No. You didn't feel under Not at that time, the nation was mourning. We were bonded we as a nation. We came and we came and we came. We came and we came and we came throughout the night. It were endless. <laughs> <laughs> it were. Ah, oh, to be young. I like that. Yeah. So, uh, okay, so you th I wonder if crime did drop at the time of that. I wonder if people were unified so much they thought, oh, let's not commit crimes anymore. What's the point? I'd like to think so. I'd, I'd like to think so as well. Okay, go on, what happened to you? He woke up the next day. Well, a policeman woke us up and went, are you here for Princess Diana's funeral? And we said, yeah. And he goes, we're just going to go past in a minute. And people had, like, got up leisurely, had breakfast at home, got a train into town, yeah. and got a better place than us. You just slept, idiots. Slept. Like, it's like the parable of the tortoise and the hare. Very much so. The you were like the hare, the idiot hare, no, sleeping by oh, a yeah, tree. Was, yeah, the tortoise won in the parable. Yeah. Of the, if the hare had won, what kind of parable would that be? Oh, there was a tortoise and a hare, and the hare, <laughs> traditionally the faster of those two animals, romped home to victory. Yeah, but who would you rather be? 
out of the tortoise and the hare. Tortoise, go inside your own body, you're... carry your house around on your back, live all that time. Whereas a hare, symbol for playboy, pornography. That's a rabbit. And anyway, you're half man, half hare. Hold on, what about the Mad uh, Hatter's Tea Party? If you're the March Hare, you get to go to that. Whereas if you're a tortoise, you'd probably just be the table. Yeah. So they put drinks on your back and you just walk, Do you want a drink? Yeah. Again, I don't want to go on about Freddie Mercury's party, but I understood that there were people of restricted height with bowls of substances walking round. On their head. On their head, much like a tortoise at a mad tea party with perhaps a gin making its way to a mad hatter, in this version, played by Bruce Forsyth. So, um, w- should Drive we- the ice cream van away. <laughs> Take us to freedom, We need to go to another van. city. Here, should we give the ice cream van a name? Yeah. What? Shut up out there! <laughs> we did a radio show! You're all drunk, stood there in the rain, bless no, you. No, include them. All right, include them. What should we call it? Damn. Name one. Name Morrissey. No, not that. Name two. Adolf. No. Name three. Diana Spencer, Queen of Hearts. <laughs> what? It needs its own name. It needs its own name. Okay, none of those options were popular with no. the crowd. Flux Capacitor, Mr. G is a poet. He has suggested that name. It may oh, not look good on the t-shirt. Bobbly. Nobbly Bobbly. Okay, we're going to name it after its most popular ice cream. This is now known as the Nobbly Bobbly. If you want to send us a text, <laughs> you can do. 88291. This is Radio 2, Russell Brancho. I'm here with Matt Morgan, poet Mr. G. We're live in Blackpool. We are going to meet an actual mayor. Can you imagine that? Like the mayor of Trumpton. Like Mayor Quimby from The Simpsons. Like every mayor you've ever dreamed of. We're going to have an actual mayor who we will strip and seduce sexually in an ice cream van. What are we listening to now, Matt? Blah! Blah! That was blur. <laughs> Boys and girls, I couldn't find my uh, mic. It got lost in the ice cream van. I picked up a cornet. I've never been so embarrassed in all my life. Um, yeah, so we are live in Blackpool. You listen to Russell Brand on Radio 2. I'm here with Matt Morgan. Hello, Matt. Are you okay? I'm very well, actually. I like this. Is that because you are drinking booze yes, while we're in this helping. ice cream van? I've drunk quite a lot of caffeine, so I feel Well, that's why I started drinking booze. Right, to cope with my caffeine Okay, well, uh, we've got an email here from a lady. She calls herself Amanda. There's obviously no evidence that she actually is Amanda. For all I know, it could be a convicted killer. Hi, Russell and Co. Upon listening to your podcast of last week's show, your talk about flashing reminded me of an incident a couple of years ago when myself and a friend of mine were flashed by a flasher. As soon as someone flashes you, you know it's a flasher. That's it. Pretty much. Their cards are on their table. Well, not necessarily even their table. (laughs) A table. They've flashed you. The table. The minute anyone shows you their genitalia, they've, in my view, unless that person is your husband or wife or perhaps a newborn child whose nappy you're changing. Or a patient at a doctor's. Or a patient at a doctor's. Or uh, possibly a person whose trousers were on fire as a result of a lying incident who pulled their trousers down. Unless it's one of those criteria, it is a flasher. She continues, does Amanda. We were on the chairlift. What? We were on the chairlift. Skiing. Oh, I see. What were you thinking? Well, I was just thought it was an elderly person coming. <laughs> just thought, oh, on top of that, she can't even cope with stairs, and now she's having to gaze into someone's unwelcome genitalia. It'd be hard genitalia. to uh, make a quick getaway if someone flashed you. How dare you? I've never been so shocked. You're in your generation. To safety. I'll be gone soon. (laughs) You sicken me. (laughs) I can still see it. (laughs) 
We were on a chairlift on our way down to the Needles on the Isle of Wight. I was enjoying the experience and noticed a very smiley gentleman on one of the chairs coming in the opposite direction from the Needles. When my friend started nudging me and asked if I could see what she could see, apparently the man who I thought looked all nice and friendly had popped his willy out of one of the legs of his shorts and proudly laid it on his leg for all to admire. Uh. What a covert way of flashing. It's not even... Why did you say uh? I thought, I don't know. <laughs> okay. It's just, it's just <laughs> an odd way to flash, if you ask me. Uh, ra- Surely that's than... easy to catch him. What do you mean? Well, when you get back to dry land, off your chairlift, off you go, chair. he's on that one there. He's I suppose he can deny it. He can deny it. He can just put it back up his shorts and just say, those girls have got an overactive imagination. Officer. What they saw was a mole. We were obviously a little bit befuddled, so we didn't get to the, off at the bottom of the lift, but went straight back up to the top again to seek this man out and find out what his game was. Like they were detectives. They enjoyed seeing that. They wanted more. It seems to me that they did. No, Are there any flashers listening? <laughs> People like it. Unfortunately, we did not find him again. Quite a funny experience, love, Amanda. Well, that, for me, just says that flashing isn't a, a boring act, really. Mm. Why not just wait to see if someone does want to see what you've got inside your pants and then show them then? Why rush it? Do you think you could ever flash? Do you think you could ever Well, I don't know why you would flash. What is it like? What is it it's releasing? A, thrill, a giddy thrill. A giddy thrill of flashing. Probably. I mean, I would, you know, I'm not going to flash now and lower the tone of this whole ice cream van experience, which now has taken on for me the air of one of Socrates' symposiums, where we're <laughs> throwing about such glorious, high-minded ideas that to suddenly produce a bottom would really actually raise the tone. This is from Jordan in Ipswich. Hello, Russell, Matt and G. I was on holiday in Toronto. I saw none other than Dog the Bounty Hunter. He was promoting his new book, and myself being a massive fan of his show, I had to get his autograph. While I was waiting in line, I remembered a few weeks ago you were explaining to Matt who Dog the Bounty Hunter was. After I got his autograph, I asked him if he'd heard of you. He said, yeah, brother, I've heard of him, although I haven't heard any of his work. I recommended that he listen to your show, but he looked unhappy, and the security guard ushered me away. He is also very short. Jordan in Ipswich. Dog the Bounty Hunter. He's out there hunting for bounties. He ain't even got the decency to be a great towering intimidating oaf. Are you any more familiar with who Dog the Bounty Hunter is? No. He looks I've like never he's come out. a picture of him. He's from Mad Max. Imagine he's someone like from Hell's Mad Angel, Max. He's I'm like imagining. Hell's Angel y. He's got a very buxom, healthy looking wife. He goes around collecting people's bounties, not in the sense of a coconut field snack. And he snack, was in Hawaii when you were people there. people are criminals. He, he's always in Hawaii, He's not very That's, secretive, he's indigenous is he, if he's a celebrity? He's got no obligation to be secretive. He's out there collecting bounties. He's not sneaking around in the shadows, flashing, mate. He's a key figure in Hawaiian society. He's got nothing to be ashamed of. Um, unfortunately, this we could have done with this information a little while ago, because we had the gayest man in England, or in fact the whole United Kingdom here, Remember Tim, a gay lad who on the show was looking for a bear? Remember him? Remember him? I'm married to a guy! Gay lad Tim here, says gay lad Tim. I'd just like to say thank you for attempting to set me out of a bear. Since you read my email, I've slept with over 20 bears. <laughs> Everyone at school is very jealous, although I have been banned from the zoo. Many thanks, Everyone at Tim. school? Uh, Why is he even at school and having sex with bears? Oh, He's, yeah. I mean... School? <laughs> everyone at school. Everyone at school. Well, I thought it must be a gay school then, if everyone. A lovely gay school. Not gay enough, 
Need to know more about being gay? Go to gay school. Yeah, well, and also, if you think if Tim goes to a gay school where everyone's envious of him sleeping with 20 gay bears, that he could just have sex with the other people at his gay school, presumably over the age of consent they are there, one would hope. Hey, um, listen, Tim, mate, if you, like, because the lad who's the gayest lad in the uh, whole country, he could never be described as a bear. He's a svelte lad with a chiselled abdomen, uh, but if you want to, like, branch out into the nice slim gay lads, Tim, get up here, we'll sort you out of him as well. Unless, of course, he wants to be involved in the decision-making process of his own sex life, he might object to it, but... No, I think as a representative of all the gay people in the he's country... He's got a... I think now that he's king of the gays, any gay man wants to have it off of him, don't even ask! That's quite an odd system, isn't it? Imagine the heterosexual version. Yeah, what, heteromost... Because you represented all the heterosexual people in the Hello, country... Hello, oh, heterosexuals. Yeah, well, I reckon we should either be mayor of Blackpool or king of uh, the heterosexuals. Hello there! Yeah, I don't know, mate, it just sounds, it sounds like a title not worth having. Mr. Gay UK, it sounds like fun, doesn't it? Yeah. It sounds like you're frolicking, that you've got a sort of a feather bow around your neck and you're high-kicking your way around a house. Yeah. Just getting off with everyone. Mr. Straight UK, you feel like you're just lawn mowing. straight, you know, it means you'd wear a suit. You'd wear a suit, you're bogged down, you're worried about your Where's tax. The it's a lot of pressure. Don't, Matthew, to tell you the truth, when the mayor does eventually come here, I'm gonna uh, put this ice cream nozzle in one of his bodily orifices and bloat him out <laughs> <laughs> with ice cream as a punishment for betraying us. Um, here is a story in the Lancashire Evening Post that I have been looking at. Human waste trains anger. That's weird, isn't it? Because it sounds like trains have got anger within them and humans have been wasting it. But a, a small piece <laughs> no, of research. But listen, it's human waste train anger. Look, if you can't use this train anger sensibly, we're not going to rile the trains up before the journey. We'll simply send them out all passive. Health fears have been raised after human waste was found on the tracks at Preston Station. Oh. What a, oh, what a ghastly state of affairs. They do say don't flush unless you're... In the, in the on the tracks, don't ever flush at a station. We all knew that, well, right? Why can't there be a little thing that holds it and then dumps it when the train moves? We could hire out Mr. Nibs to hang on the bottom of trains, <laughs> couldn't we? Because Mr. Nibs, he ain't been to Moominland. He's the the servant of this show. He's not been to Moominland. He's done very little. It seems to me the least he could do is cling to the we undercarriage a of a train collecting up human waste, uh, like, I think, in a, a sort of a, just a little... I think we should hollow out his little belly <laughs> with Where a ladle. We're here in Nobbly Bobbly. He's not even here. Why is he not in Nobbly Bobbly? He Mr. Nibs is present. <laughs> there he is in a suit, just sat down by the crash barrier, behaving in an abominable fashion. He's groping at people. He there just he looks... Is. I've not seen anything like this. I've not seen such loose sexuality since George Michael's boyfriend, Kenny Goss, met Noel Gallagher, and the two men collapsed into what can only be described as a glorious union of men. Mr. Nibs, come over here, please, because we've got a mission for you. Uh, Why are you not in Moominland? Mr. Nibs. He's wearing a suit. He, Mr. Nibs is entering Nobbly Bobbly. I can't afford it. I spent money on the suit. I can't afford to go to Moominland anymore. The BBC will send you to Moominland, you fool. Yeah, OK, I'll go. Right, Nick, you're the, the producer of the show, Nick, is here, handsome Nick. He will, of course, give you the necessary 11 or £12 pounds that it costs to go to Moominland. OK. Get right to Moominland now. Uh, of course, we can use a baying mob to enforce this. Would you like Mr. Nibs to go to Moominland? It is evident from their voices that they do want him to go to Moominland. Yeah, it'd be a nice holiday. You can go to Moominland. Why if you're are you wearing a suit? 
captain. I thought I'm making the effort. Right, okay. That's nice that you've made the effort, but just go to Moominland. That would be more of an obvious representation of effort. Passengers have complained about we're back to human waste on tracks, okay? Let me know if anything important like news needs to happen. Is it nearly time for news? How soon? Now. Right, you might be wondering, people of the world, what on earth is going on on this bonkers little circle? Well, I can't tell you because I only know what's happening within the confines of Nobbly Bobbly, our ice cream van home. But on Radio 2, we do have access to information from 88 to 91 FM. This is some news. And here is the news at 10 o'clock. This is Andrea Simmons. Russell. Online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM. BBC Radio 2. Russell Brand. Russell hasn't even got his microphone. Here it is. Talking to that. Right, hello, that was the news you're listening to. Russell Brand on Radio 2. I'm live in Blackpool. Let Nick do it because it's not a strength. Careful of my face! The microphone is is wedged between the window of an ice cream van (laughs) and the outside world. I'm here now with a hypnotist, sir. Could you uh, introduce yourself on this microphone? (laughs) I'll come over here, Russell. Yeah. Hello, what is your name? I'm Ken Webster. I'm the hypnotist from the Pleasure Beach in Blackpool. Sir. Thank you. Ken, can you hypnotise people into doing your bidding? Uh, yes, I can, I can do it very quickly, though, because I'm halfway through the show, so I've got to nip back over Ken, there. Ken, you must abandon your audience, who I, I imagine I, I, chiefly are made up of perverts and mares. <laughs> now, could you please, what we have here, a young man, he's the servant of this show, his name is Mr Nibs. We will need you to hypnotise him into going, into, in fact... Well, I'll tell you what we want to do. We want him to believe that he's in Moominland, which is a theme Moomin. park based around Moomins in uh, Finland. Can you please convince him that that is what's happening in his life? I'll do my best. Thank you very much. A round of applause for right. this brilliant Dr. Mesma. Right. <laughs> it's a good name, I think. I like your hair. You've got a, a Mohican. Oh, thank you very much. Right. Can you still hear me on this microphone? Mr. Nibs, are you ready to be hypnotised? I'm ready. That's Mr. Nibs serving the show. Right, the, the hip... The process has taken place. Mr. Mr. Nibs looks highly suggestible. He is now collapsed. He's collapsed. Oh my God! <laughs> Mr. God. Nibs has collapsed. The hypnotist has got a mohican. He is a practitioner of the dark arts. We are in the hands of a necromancer. This is Satanism occurring live on Blackpool Beach. Mr. Nibs is all somnolent. Who would have thought Nibs would be so submissive? Who would have thought? Right, Mr. Nibs, where are you? Moomin like moomins everywhere. There are moomins well, everywhere. What are these moomins doing here? These, these moomins, Mr. Nibs, are the inhabitants of Moomin Land. Now, they've all made it clear that they want to be touched and caressed by you in any way that you feel and see fit to do. Mr. Nibs, wander into that moomin throng and express yourself sexually. There he goes. Mr. Nibs has wandered there. Well, this is an unbearable sight. Everywhere there are moomins weeping, there are moomins <laughs> setting up help groups. They are sharing, they are focusing. It's pretty unpleasant. He, he looks. What have you done to him? 
Uh, well, just put him into an auto state of awareness, really, Russ. You know, really? just well, put he, him on it very quickly. He looks very vulnerable, and it looks to me like he could go on some kind of spree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to bring him out, though, Russ, because I've got out. I'm halfway through a show. Just no, leave don't him. Worry leave about him. It. Get him to know. He's all right. Leave him. Yeah, go back to your show. Just leave him. We, all right. To tell the truth, his personality was irritating. Just <laughs> leave him with his new personality. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Mesmer, go and see his show. Look at him. He's a practitioner of the dark He's arts. Got a he did have a mohawk. Matthew, like, Mr. Nibs now is uh, not only a shadow of his former <laughs> self, but he's, he's barely human. Mr. Nibs, come here. Talk, talk to the head of the Moomins. <laughs> Hello, I'm the king of the Moomins. Where, where are these um, jacuzzi parties? There, there will be no jacuzzi parties for you because you are—you have not yet been initiated. Okay. Only when you have gone through five very humiliating labours will you be invited <laughs> to jacuzzi parties. Right, the, please go move him away from me because he's staring at me with cold, dead eyes. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I've never seen such soullessness. It was unbearable to look at. Okay, so. Uh, Matthew, we've come out of the news. We've not heard a record since the news. Do you, you want to go to one? Well, I don't mind listening to a record because I'll tell you what there isn't. The Mayor of Blackpool. That is, I'm so gutted about it, that. I'll be ast astonished if the refuse in Blackpool is ever collected. I'll be ast astonished if this city functions you at can't, all. You you know, get by on Nib's bad acting. Yeah. For a link, can you? <laughs> you really can't. What you need is a mayor rather than a, a man <laughs> who, who... Well, he did look like that bit where he fell onto the shoulder. What was going on there? He, I there don't a, know. There was a bit where he fell into the embrace of a hypnotist and it, it looked like something from D.H. Lawrence. He looked like a man cloaked deeply in some sort of profound erotica. But then he came out and went, oh, there's movies everywhere. There's movies everywhere. everywhere, which was, yeah, it was about no as one. convincing as a Groucho Marx mask. <laughs> okay, let's... Um, Do you want a song, then? Yeah, what should we listen to, Matthew? I think we should listen to Gene Genie by David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's top of the really parade up here. <laughs> <laughs> Crikey, it's like, take that all over again. Okay, you pop Gene... Or is it? <laughs> Gene Genie, everyone. You're listening to Russell Brand on Radio 2. Gene Genie, David Bowie, you're listening to Russell Brand live on Radio 2. We're in Blackpool. If you want to text us, it's 88291. If you want to email us, it's russell.brand at bbc.co.uk. We are still awaiting the mayor of Blackpool. I've got a feeling he will arrive <sighs> quite shortly. Don't worry, Matthew. He's he will come along. Well, we were discussing before the news the real issue here in, in the north of England is human waste, trains, anger, because there's human waste being found on trains tracks. Passengers have complained that waste sprayed out from passing trains onto the tracks metres away from where thousands of people wait every day. That oh, is just a coincidence. God. The people are not waiting for that spectacle of excretia. <laughs> the latest incident saw waste and toilet paper strewn along the tracks at Platform 2. At least it was number 2 platform. At least there is some sort of poetry to that. That happened earlier this week. Train operator Northern Rail, which runs daily services from Preston, said... They didn't say that, <laughs> of course. That was a ridiculous and childish risk to have taken. They said its older-style carriages were not fitted with retention tanks, allowing waste to escape if people flushed the toilet while the train was at the station. That retention uh, st uh, System tank... System is what I said. We said Mr Nibs could very much become one of those, with a few more qualifications. I think he's not yet... 
able to be a, a, a fully functioning receptacle for waste, no. but given time and education, he could fulfil that I function. Don't, I don't think you can rely on people to be, you know, honourable about when they flush the chain. Right. Because I go, I don't do it in the station. Because you've got to do it in the station, aren't you? Well, well you could wouldn't. just wait till it's gone away. I mean, I remember as a, the only when I was on trains as a drug user, I would spend a lot of time in the toilets because that's a very convenient place to use drugs. But as I was going to be in the toilet for the entire journey, I could wait until what, we left the station. I didn't have a ticket either, and I was using drugs, which is not acceptable in the main that's part of the carriage. Life. Awful business it was, really. Drugs are bad, fare evasion is bad, flushing toilets onto stations is bad. Train spot. Neil Ainsworth, this is the story continued, of Fox Lane Leyland, said tracks in the station are regularly left in a state and feared the matter could be a public health issue. He said it's absolutely disgusting, it's only a handful of trains that do it. As if it's like <laughs> some trains are naughty. Like Ruin it, it for all the other trains. Like it's a Thomas the Tank Engine world where so some trains are quite good. Percy, he's awful for it. Any opportunity he gets, he disgorges his filthy cargo of whoopsie onto the tracks. It's, it's like funny he that gets he's, off on it. He's a train spotter and it's undermining his hobby isn't it his whole hobby is become come on guys for god's sake it looks now like i'm some sort of fecophiliac just trying to enjoy the weekend when you think that young children continues neil ainsworth when you think that young children are stood on the platform just meters away from this it's got to be a health issue that's not really a health issue I suppose what meters children, away because you're 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 it's literally centimeters away from your own defecation yeah. during the act itself. So yeah, it's not really. Another rail user said that the platforms one or two of the station were regularly left in that condition. He said it's not uncommon, particularly around platform one or two. It can be left like that for a couple of days. But the mayor of Blackpool, we need the mayor on this. The man who can answer these questions and inquiries for us is probably somewhere at a stationary platform, sat upon a train. Flushing wildly, giggling to himself, <laughs> trousers about his ankles, beating his chest. Unbelievable way to live his life. Okay, um, Matthew, I think... Russell. That, you know, it, it's about this time of the show, I like to think of the occupation of Tibet, which is still shockingly ongoing, in spite of our tireless campaign to, to China to get them right out of Tibet. Now, what I think might have more of an impact on the government of China would be all these people in Blackpool shouting, get out of Tibet Let's do it. in unison, that could happen. OK, we've got to get the Chinese <laughs> right out of Tibet, OK? So, uh, after three, would you please shout, get out of Tibet! One, two, three... Get out of Tibet! Now, if administration of China, that is not enough for you to get right out of Tibet, I don't know what kind of policy you're operating there, but what's this? There's some new information on the subject of Tibet. Uh, did you know the Dalai Lama is coming from Nottingham next week, says Dave. Well, that's not nice England. He's going to be in Nottingham, England. Look at this now. Oh, this is from Emma Bryce. She has sent this. China has banned Buddhist monks in Tibet from reincarnating without government permission. Uh, what? They've banned it. They, they're even banning people reincarnating, even How? in the afterlife. How can they ban it? I reckon they must just watch. If they go to maternity wards in Tibet. If they see a baby coming out. With a and, knowing look. A knowing look, like, hello, been here before. Here we go again. Get straight back in there, they say. You'll live out the rest that of your life true. in a uterine prison. What about that? Well, it, it is true, Matthew, because look, it says here. But it, that means they'd have to check animals. You could come back as an animal. Do you, yeah, but the Dalai Lama would never come back as an animal. He'd come back as a cow, because they're sacred. Yeah, but a cow in a robe, giving a speech at Wembley. The people of We've Nottingham... We've all seen it. It's obscene. 
Listen to this. In one of history's more absurd acts of totalitarianism, China has banned Buddhist monks in Tibet from reincarnating without government permission. That's, uh, where would you get That's a docket? That's bizarre, isn't it? Would you in the afterlife have to queue up in some sort of council office, perhaps overseen by the mayor of Blackpool? <laughs> According to a statement issued by the State Administration for Religious Affairs, the law which goes into effect next month. It's really good that it's, there's a bureaucratic procedure in place stopping people being reincarnated. So, if anyone's ever charged under that law. Right. You had no permission to be reincarnated. What do you say in your defence? <laughs> right, well, that's disgusting. Get right back out of the farmyard. Uh, it's an important move to institutionalise management of reincarnation. China's true motive is to cut off the influence of the Dalai Lama. Tibet's exiled spiritual and political leader uh, has been living in India for many years now, and by imposing this law, China can control not only the actual material world, but the, the world of the world. They're controlling the spiritual world. And I wouldn't be at all surprised, Matt, if the mayor of Blackpool isn't caught up in this attempt. I think to he control. dances between worlds. I think the mayor of Blackpool, the reason he's not here now, he is in some parallel universe, <laughs> which I imagine is a bit like in the Matrix when everyone's all in them little fluid car sort of capsules of fluid. Yes, yes. Imagine the mayor of Blackpool somewhere there now, probably craning over Keanu Reeves' little pod. Banging him on the head with his necklace. <laughs> Banging him right on the head of his necklace. Hey, you. Hey, what's going on? You're like a little human battery, eh? <laughs> I understand your way if I become a mayor. The mayor, if he does ever get here, I think, I don't he, know. If he doesn't get here, we'll do a bad impression of him and say some <laughs> controversial things. I think that's the very least we can do. Okay, uh, Matthew, what should we listen to? Because I've just, something just happened inside of my respiratory system. Really? Yeah, it's like mental. You'll listen to Russell Brand on Radio <laughs> 2 with something absurd happening inside my respiratory system. Okay, well, system. let's listen to Nirvana in bloom. In bloom? While you carry on with emphysema. Well, I fight my again. bronchial infection. Okay, this is in bloom. Nirvana, you listen to Russell Brand on Radio 2. You're listening to Russell Brand on Radio 2. We're live in Blackpool. We're giving out, like, uh, ice creams to people. It's, it's, it's fun, isn't it? There's joy to be had giving out ice creams. Have you hurt yourself? I've hurt my fingers. What happened, Matthew? Well, I leaned out to sling a box of ice creams and s slam them in the door of the window. Oh. The window of the ice cream van. This ice cream van is potentially door. a death trap and frying the ice creams really is hurts. unbelievable how much harm has been caused. Everyone's Looking got out, one, though. Everyone looks injured to me. It's like surveying a Hieronymus <laughs> Bosch painting. There's people without eyes, there's people vomiting blood. One or two people merrily eating ice creams, but other than that, it's like looking at the Somme. Hey Russell, says Stacey from Brighton. Just wanted to say that I'm really grateful to you because without your use of complex language, I wouldn't have known what inception, denouement and verbatim mean and wouldn't have been able to use them in my English A-level. Using these words got me a B in English, which I'm really happy with. So thank you again. Love the show. All the people in Blackpool are so lucky. Well, you know, they, they are. are. They are lucky in one way, but not when it comes to mayoral administration, where they've very much drawn the short, short straw of an indifferent, cold mayor. <laughs> A manipulative, very much a Richard Nixon figure, <laughs> a corrupt, cruel man, sat bloated on a pile of money. Uh, I love the show, uh, and uh, say hi to Matt as well. All right, Matt, that's Hello. from Stacey That's in good that she's Brighton. passed an exam using your language. That is a very positive message, isn't what it? What if she's 
she, she used the words ball bags, <laughs> sighting. It's good that she used the right ones. She has elected to use the better part of my vocabulary there rather than the much more repetitive puerile end. This is from Lee Ron and Mayer. Dear Russell, Matt, and extremely handsome producer of the show, that would be Nick, who is a very handsome young man. Do you remember when Walliams came on our show? Oh, Walliams liked you, Nick. He was around Nick when he, like, we saw the, the other side of David <laughs> Walliams there, not the predatory heterosexual figure we've come to love in the media. Right now, on the news, they mentioned a certain person who has... What? Has tased himself 12 times? Tased himself 12 times. You know tasers? Those are yeah, tasers things. are a sort of a home electronical device for self-defence. The police have them. Oh, they're for the police, are they? Oh yes. We're not allowed to use them. In the them. home? I just would thought... like to go in your house. <laughs> well, well, I'd have to about five times a week for meetings. <laughs> well, you watch it because if you ever buck any of the laws of my house, out come the tasers, Sunny Jim. That's when politeness fails. It's time for tasers and electricity to step in. In my mind. So, listen, someone tasered themselves 12 times and then was interviewed. We don't know why he did it, but I'm sadistically intrigued. Please help us understand. Also, could it have been the Mayor of Blackpool? Yours eternally, Leron and Mayor. Now, I just heard a cheer. Does that mean... What does that mean? Could it be the cheer of the an arriving mayor? The mayor's people are pointing. Oh, my word. Is it the mayor? Pretend we haven't said anything bad. Right. OK, everyone here, no, no, you have to... everyone in the world, don't mention that we said anything about the mayor in case it's embarrassing, because the mayor here, is now shush. actually here. Mayor, the mayor who we've been talking about in the most glowing terms throughout the show has actually arrived, and I, for one, would like to pledge support for the mayor of Blackpool. Is he not here? Why did everyone cheer as if they saw a mayor? People cheered because it's they a saw boat. a boat. Right, the people of Blackpool misled us That's there. That's their leader. Into thinking that they had seen a mare, when in fact they had seen a boat. A boat that was, I've only been here an hour, and I've seen that boat three times. And the novelty is, quite frankly, <laughs> worn off. People of Blackpool, do you think of it as a sort of leader? Is it like when the Ewoks saw C-3PO? <laughs> Ice cream Jesus! I like it. I could be a kind of ice cream Jesus because have not we, Matthew, been dishing out ice cream to these people ice here? Ice that we don't own. I stolen ice creams, but nonetheless, did not Jesus <laughs> rob from the poor and give to the rich in Nottingham Forest? <laughs> yes, he did. Very much. Or was that Brian Clough? It's impossible to tell now, but the fact is that there's a box of ice creams here. Listen to this sound, listeners at home. You can text us on 88 to 91 FM. Listen to the noise of an ice cream box being flung into the world. They love it. Hold on, here we go. Let's get some momentum. Damn you! Look, see, people really enjoy ice creams here. (laughs) Some people, again, have been blinded by that. But I'm sure (laughs) even the most cycloptic myopic among them would agree that it was worth it for a delicious lollipop. um, There's a lovely text message here, Matthew. It's from your mother and father. What? Here we are. This is it. For, look, from Mr. and Mrs. Morgan, well done being doing your uh, finally doing your ice cream van stunt. We are listening to you in Italy and Matthew, Sorrento. Sorrento, yes. We are deeply ashamed of you. There we are. It's <laughs> that, finally come through. Did that email arrive straight into your mind? No, actually, it arrived on a piece of paper, but I paraphrased it because oh, okay. I, I couldn't find it when it when it came to the crunch. Okay, so uh, Matthew, unless we, unless the mayor turns up now, I think we should listen to another track. Compose ourselves. Hold on a minute! The mayor has actually arrived! Some people are not happy, but hello, mayor! Hello, hello, I'm the mayor! Thank you for coming, mayor of Blackpool. Why are you so late? 
Because I'm drunk. <laughs> Why, Mayor of Blackpool, have you come onto this radio show drunk? Because I can have all the rides for free in Blackpool, and I use it, and I get drunk, and I go on there. Sometimes I punch the cleaners. You punch the cleaners? Have you ever used your power as a mayor to intimidate your staff at the town hall? Yes. Regularly? I've got open strip clubs everywhere. <laughs> He's opening strip clubs. People of Blackpool, show your chagrin and anger towards the mayor. Oh, shut up, you. I don't like you anyway. <laughs> what, what, is it true, Mayor, that you've been using the, the town, the like, council tax and that payment to the peaceful people of Blackpool to just set up a lovely gold bathroom for yourself where you sit around with hermaphrodites and that just snogging? I use all the money to fund the poo-poo trains. <laughs> so you deliberately... Have yes! What, you put those trains out there yeah. that defecate onto the tracks? Yeah, I like it. And sometimes, is it what you say of rumours that sometimes it isn't even human waste, but you've shipped in animal waste deliberately, put it onto we tracks? We get it from zoos. It is animal poo put onto the tracks. I'm, I, I think this is the most shocking. This is very much It's like an expose. Frost. This is an expose. This is investigative journalism that's happening right now. Okay, uh, Mayor of Blackpool, do you officially hand over your powers to be mayor to me, Russell Brand, now, so I can do something and put this city right. Yes, I think they might revolution. There might be a revolution. Right, okay, I'm now mayor of Blackpool. Hand over that necklace. There it is. Have it. There oh, you lovely. Go. Oh, it goes ever so nice. Bye then, mayor of Blackpool. Ex-mayor of Blackpool. Up yours. Boo! Oh, well, there he went. No. What a horrible man. What a ghastly character. Thank God he's left, because some of the things we didn't broadcast were some of the racist slurs that he made. Sexist. Sexist comments. He said that Mr. Gay UK was an abominable character and should be put in prison like Oscar Wilde before him. He was truly a disgraceful character. OK, why don't we listen to... Matt, what should we listen to? Um, I let's listen to the Beatles. Right, the Beatles, you say? You're listening to Russell Brown. On Radio We're going to listen to Octopus's Garden. Do you know why they did that? Apparently they did Octopus's Garden because otherwise Ringo never got any royalties and it was causing tension in the band. Oh, well, that's I like why this they song. just. Well, it's, it's just a Ringo hoodwinked. royalty track. It's called Octopus's Garden. You're listening to Russell Brand on Radio 2. This is The Beatles. <laughs> Listening to Russell Brand on Radio 288 to 91 FM. We are live in Blackpool. Uh, we've got some emails here. Hi, Russell and Matt. I believe, says Jess, in New Jersey, USA, that wow. this is a step in the right direction for the revolution. You've got your podcast to number one, and it still is. Yes, it is number one. Yeah, this one. is to celebrate that. Oh, yeah, we, are we forgot never that. mentioned that Let's we are celebrating. Yeah, the, our, our podcast is still number one in the country. Let's have a round of applause for that, people in Blackpool. Thank you, everyone that's downloaded it. Please continue to download the podcast and keep it at number one. Now you have your ice cream van. You should ship that ice cream van over here to the USA, to Jersey, and give out ice cream to broaden the effects of the revolution. 
I've brought it over to the USA. My mum's getting tired of me talking about the revolution, but I'm going to keep it going. Loving the radio show, Coco Pops, Coco Monkey rules the world. Well, that would be... Is he in America, do you think? I don't think... I wonder... I don't know. I don't know if the Coco Monkey can exist in a transatlantic capacity because he's got an awful lot of duties and obligations over here. We are going to be doing the show live from New York next week because we're making a documentary to commemorate 50 years since the publication of Jack Kerouac's famous novel on the road. We, me and Matt, are going to recreate some of his journey, meet key figures from the book on the road, and also capture the spirit of it by behaving in a manner that can only be described as irresponsible and reckless oh, yes. while being filmed. Uh, so, yeah, if you are listening to this podcast in New York, come and find us and uh, maybe contact us on MySpace or something so that we don't feel lonely and afraid while in New York, which is, of course, code, Matthew, for don't let me be in New York without the possibility of ladies. Of ladies. That's what like, I'm trying to say. I Isn't think you'll be all right over there. Are you worried about living without fame again? Um, living without fame, Matthew. I think I'll be all right if you're there to remind me on an hourly of basis. The humdrum <laughs> existence of the non-famous. <laughs> Could you do that? Could you? I don't know. Perhaps we'll we'll dwell in laundrettes What's all this hooting and live a midnight cowboy-style existence. I think people are hooting at us. There's a lot of excitement happening. No, it's a bike parade. There's it's a not bike about parade. Us, your big ego. Sorry, I didn't mean to be egotistical. I didn't know that there was a bike parade. Hold on, let me just have a quick look at the bike parade. Right, so if you... Yeah, oh my word. There's a, a parade of bicycles. There's a lot of activity in Blackpool. I like it's, it here. I love it, right? I People have, be worse. You know, we've heard it criticised, but if you want gay competitions and chopper rides, those two things are unrelated, you should come to Blackpool <laughs> because it's beautiful. Now I'm watching this sort of an endless flow of motorbikes go by. There's people... Generally eating ice creams, quite, quite happy. There's, I've never seen such a, a jubilant crowd. It's a true... It's inspired, mate. It's, a, it's in, inspiration the whole world could be like just this. to be here. Matthew, if our revolution gets off the ground, we could be living in a world rife with this kind of merriment, couldn't we? And that's obviously got to be the dream while we're all here. OK, so uh, if we want, we can have a sort of a seaside-style entertainer come. And what I'm worried about is that it will be impossible to get him on a level where he's not, hey, all right, man. You're good at that. Well, I know, that's my future, let's be honest. That's what I've got to look <laughs> forward to. No, yeah. I think we should get him on. Get him on. Some authentic sort of Blackpool culture. What are we going to ask him about? The mayor! <laughs> he, I don't no, you are the mayor. That now that I am mayor of Blackpool... So you've got to, really. I've, yeah, I've Your got to support duty. this principality. OK, what's the name of this... Uh, Joey Blower. Oh, now, no, not, not him. Joey Blower will be coming on this radio show, and if we can't trust him for insightful information on local government, I don't know who to turn to. Joey Blower. Oh, uh, first thing I want to know is his true identity and why he's existing under the moniker of Joey Blower, and what the blower infers, whether yeah. it's a, a fellatio reference, whether it's not. to do with flatulence, what is the, 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 the meaning of blower? You think he's a, a wind instrument professional, Joey Blower, who perhaps blows on a saxophone intermittently between telling these jokes. I bet he'll yeah. be all right. I bet he is. What I'd like to see is Joey Blower and Mr Gay 
UK, just spending a little more time together, perhaps forming a tango and cash-style crime-fighting team. Mismatched cops. They're mismatched cops. Where is Joey Blower? Is he here? Is Joey he Blower, mate, go? is out there living life Blower. the way that only Joey Blower can. Listen to Radio 2 on 88 to 91 FM. This is the number one podcast in the country. Why are talking in that that's why we're Why am I talking in that Since you became mayor, you've changed. <laughs> well, that's because, mate, I've got matters of state to concern myself with now, and I'm here in Nobbly Bobbly, our ice cream van, while there's a parade of motorcycles <laughs> wow, going by. Look at them. It's in. It's a quite a large parade. So, as in, to see those choppers sailing by, Thunderbirds free. They're not, Matthew. They're adding to it, if anything. I think it's a <laughs> delightful carnival. It's very much like a Mardi Gras of light that we're experiencing here. at Blackpool now. Okay, Matthew, what are we going to oh, listen Right, let's listen to the Smiths. We couldn't have a radio show without some involvement of the Smiths, I believe, in honour of Blackpool. The, the lights which were turned on by Doctor Who just earlier this week, it is there is the light and it never goes out. Now, of course, the lights in Blackpool will at some point have to go out. I believe it's after 66 days, isn't it? What? We can't just have lights perpetually lit. I think there is that. Oh, otherwise, right, okay. otherwise, the lighting ceremony would have been bloody a, redundant, a wouldn't pretty it? Pretty nasty mayor, then. 66 days. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, shut it down. This is not me ushering in new administration. Right, let's listen to the Smiths, then. What we shall do is get Joey Blower here. We've got to ring Noel Gallagher. Get Noel Gallagher on. Get See Noel what, Gallagher on. That'll be really I bet curious. He used to come here on holiday. Of course, he came here on holiday if he wasn't in an institution. Let's listen to the Smiths. There is a light, never goes out. The Smiths, there is a light, it never goes out. We are live in Blackpool. You listen to Russell Brand. I'm here with Joey Blower, everyone. Hello, mate. Hello, Joey. Hello, love. You're a tradition. It's a bit close for me, this. It's not close enough for me. We're sharing right. one microphone. We look like we're starring in an, an intimate adult film and we're crouched over the same appendage, don't we, Joey? We're crouched over a bit of the uh, Mr. Gay UK as well, I think, here. Mr. Gay UK has not left anything except joy in my heart. There's a cherry on there. Is that one of his cherries? Well, I don't, I don't know if he deals in semiotics in that way. In cherries? I, uh, Probably not. I, I mean, I don't know what his thing is, but while he was here, he seemed like a delightful man. Now, you, sir, are a traditional entertainer here in Blackpool. Can you tell me what that is? I don't know what a traditional I'm a maverick entertainer, You're me. You're a bloody maverick. No, I'm mad. You do seem quite eccentric. Yeah, staring a little into bit eyes. Um, you told me some interesting information about the mayor earlier. Yeah, he's a good mayor, this mayor. The Blackpool mayor's a great mayor. He's, on a, he's on a gold wing, that's why he's not here. What All is that beeping and. A gold wing's a, a motorbike for people who are old but still want to ride motorbikes, like a four wheel motorbike. Four None of this lot will be riding a gold wing. They'd all be on BMXs and fastbikes, but a gold wing's for really old people. Do you not think it's irresponsible for the mayor of Blackpool to be cruising around on a gold wing while this important administrative. When, when he could be cruising around in an ice cream machine? Being this ice with Mr. cream. Gay Okay. No, I wish I was on a gold wing myself, to be honest, right no, now. No, you're up here. Yeah, you're right. Up here. I had Dale Winton last night and you tonight. It's great, Blackpool, now. What a lovely life you're <laughs> leading. Yeah, I can't get yourself tested. Couldn't be any better. <laughs> you're taking it from all angles, Joey Blower. I'll jo just, just move to the other side, then, if that's all right. No, no, you stay perfectly here. I, I like your lambswool sweater. It's pink, it's snug. Is it's it, cute, isn't it? it yes. Goes is, with this. Is it? It goes with the microphone. Is it a sign of any kind of intention, or is it merely a garment? Driving up here, I heard you uh, aspersions about the name Blower. 
I wondered whether it was an indication of flatulence, fellatio. The pink jumper should give it away. Oh, you cheeky devil. Yeah. That is why you're so comfortable with this proximity. I'm close enough to shave you now, aren't I? Oh, sometimes I wish you would, but not just with face, but right. with body. <laughs> so I'll be like a big, tall jelly baby. All right, well, I'm not sure which one. I'll be sort of... Maybe I'm, a licorice all sort, perhaps. I mean, I've tanned, but, I mean, all that matters to me is that you get hold of my all sorts, Joey Blower. Hold me, yeah. hold me. Licorice do, ones. Do you think we could be sort of like a, a cross-generational... Fern and Philip. <laughs> Fern and Philip? Yeah, we could do Fern and Philip, me and you. I reckon we could if we got them drunk enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a bit of Fern's halfway I'm doing Philip. she steps on the set. I am straight, but I'm doing Philip. I'm not doing Fern. I would, I would quite like to have Sex with um, Britain. I'd like to have sex with anyone in Britain. Okay, hey, look at this. Let's take this on the road. <laughs> me and you will get in this ice cream van, Joey. Oh, we'll I don't know about that. Can I take my pink jumper off if we do? Yeah, you'll be doing it fully right. nude. <laughs> Your only clothes will be hundreds and thousands, and I bet we'll need a whole bunch of them. Oh, we'll need a few. You, sexy devil. And a few pineapple rings as well. Why not? I Probably looks like I'm going to eat it myself. Oh, Joey Blower. Now, Joey, could, is there anything that you would like to say? Go oh, here, yeah, promote yourself. Or do you not need promotion? No, everyone needs promotion. We all oh, need promotion. How do we I don't need it that bad to sit in a caravan at <laughs> half past ten at night <laughs> while doing, selling ice, giving ice cream away. I know. It's been It's, it's been a great wonderful. job you've got. It's, we're very lucky. We've been distributing ice cream in a way that can only be described as reckless and irresponsible. <laughs> if you, a quick scan of that crowd will reveal that at least 80% of them are, are missing an eye. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just sea cream? It's pr I don't know what sea cream it's means. It's ice cream without an eye. Hey, bloody hell, your mic's like lightning. Matthew, did you hear that? I'm, I'm out of a job. <laughs> Let's see, you're fired. With the, not with lovely Joey Blower. Also, if I wanted to curl up on your lap, Matt, and have a little cuddle, that would be difficult. Oh, yeah, Joey Blower, he's a gorgeous, he's like a lovely human armchair. <laughs> It'd become a lap dog then, wouldn't it? <laughs> in, a, in a manner it would. After a fashion it certainly would. Mr Joey Blower, yes. how do we come and see your show so you want to hang it's, around? It's uh, North Pier, Merry England Bar, but it's adults only, I'm afraid. It's a little bit raunchy. Why? What kind of thing happens? It's just like, you know, bullying the audience into submission a little bit. Yeah. Probably a little bit your style, I would think. Bit rude, bit of swearing. There is some swearing in my show. That's... There is off-air. Yeah, oh yeah, no, off-air with riling the crowd right up because we're trying actually to instigate a revolution um, where we're going to tour the world in this ice cream van trying to dismantle the state. I think Max and Paddy have already done that show. Uh, uh, did they have an ice cream van? Well, they had a van, didn't they? They were apolitical, Max and Paddy. At best, they were nihilistic. And smart. <laughs> are you suggesting that we are anything less than smart? I mean, I'm a big fan Ooh. of both Max and Paddy, but we are, by no account, dumb people with red... I meant appearance. <laughs> oh, smart, I see. No, no, I can't dispute Secret. that. Secret. Yeah, Jesus Christ, look at the state of us. Yeah, we're an absolute shipwreck of an operation. Shipwreck. Physically. Absolutely. Let yeah. me be clear about clear. the diction. Please be clear. Please be clear definitely about the diction. Joey, not only would I like to come and, and see And the direction your act, it's going to take. Joey. Please. Not only would I like to come and <laughs> see you. Come tomorrow act, afternoon. I'd like to come and see you, and I'd like to talk you up like a big sexy baby. Okay. <laughs> like Can I oil you down at the same time? You oil me down, I'll talk you up. Joey Blower, everyone! <laughs> Joey, would you like an ice cream of any kind? You can have a lolly, you can have... Calipo. A calipo. <laughs> oh, calipo. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, uh, the, oh, actually, I don't know if we stock those. Yeah, you can have one of those, and would you be so kind as to distribute some to the crowd, Joey Blower. Thank you very Joey much. Blower. That was Joey Blower. Oh, there he goes, distributing ice cream. What He's... a guy. I really like old Joey Blower. Him. Now, the more I look at him, the more I think that hey, I'd like goes. to make love with him. No. No. All right. <laughs> okay, then, 
thank you, Joey. Matthew. Yes. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Do you mate. know what's going to happen in two minutes? What's going to happen? I'm scared. What's happening? The mayor. The mayor is going to arrive here in Again. two minutes. Does he know, do you think, that we've... He might have been driving here, preparing his speech, <laughs> heard that travesty. Oh, no. He's still coming here. He's full of bluster. We need to get... All right, we're going to have Mr. A... Nibs, with his impression of the mayor... <laughs> Mr. Nibs, a servant of this show, who one would think would act with a little more professionalism, has derided a much-loved figure of, of local government. He with came a in here. It was, it was disgusting what he did. We're going to talk to Noel Gallagher. We're going to listen to Russell Brown on 88 and 91 FM. Why don't we listen to the White Stripes? Let's put them on now. In a minute, we'll be talking to the, our beloved Noel Gallagher. See what he makes of all this. I wonder if he's listening. He'll be watching match today. No, yeah. perhaps I don't know. White Stripes. That was the White Stripe Seven Nation Army. You're listening to Russell Brand on Radio 2. We're live from Blackpool. I'm here with the Mayor of Blackpool. Hello, sir. Hi, Russell. How are you doing? I'm ever so well. I've never met a mayor before, and I must say, you look like a joyful man. I've never met a Russell Brand before, and you look like a joyful man too, mate, I'll tell you. We're a couple of joyful fellas <laughs> together, aren't we? You suit Blackpool very much. I love it here, mate. It's a beautiful place. I like, firstly, I'll describe for our listeners your your attire. Well, in fact, will you do that, Mr. Mayor? <laughs> well, I've just arrived at a vintage Honda Goldwing, part of the, like, a 500 Honda Goldwing parade down the prom, and we're checking out for a new mayoral car. We, you know, we think, think it'd be more appropriate. You might, then, be a, a mayor that travels around on a motorbike. Well, I think that'd be a great idea. You're I mean, an eccentric it, it could, mayor. What, I mean, what a small carbon footprint and how quickly you'll catch your venues. You're a res an ecologically responsible <laughs> mayor. Now, we're trying to overthrow the government and start a revolution. You're the very kind of public administrator that we're crying out for, for our administration. Will you abandon conventional democracy to join our sexy new wave of politics? Absolutely, yeah. Oh, you yeah, delightful yeah. yeah, thank you. I like you're wearing a beautiful tangerine jacket. Thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you. I appreciate your love. Some people are hollering. I, I, I like your mayoral chains. Oh, these mayoral chains, uh, they'd be kind of suitable on you, wouldn't they, Russell? I mean, yeah. there's a massive bit of bling, isn't it? I'd love to try that on. 120 years old. Do you not think that the guys 120 years had more taste than we've got now? Of course they did. Right them guys in the olden days had a lot more style. You look like a sort of public official, Mr. T. <laughs> <laughs> Could I try on your mayoral chain if no. I promise to wear it with dignity and pride? No, you can't because it's, it's attached to the jacket, it's believe it or not. It's attached to your tangerine jacket. <laughs> it so it doesn't blow off as I drove down my beautiful whole hundred gold. I hope golden. you behave in the same fashion, sir. <laughs> now, I think it's like undermines that mayoral chain to have it attached to a, a tangerine jacket. Not at all. Tangerine's Blackpool's colours. Do you not know that? Oh, yeah, I suppose it's the football team, yeah. Of course, I Tang know Tangerine's that. famous in this town, and we're famous for not being beige. As Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen said, Blackpool is not a beige town. No, it's not, because it's vivid and lurid yeah, and alive absolutely. and sexy yeah. and fast-paced. Yeah, yeah, and the yeah. people here have that same energy, and you're a perfect mayor, because I've never met a sexier man. <laughs> Although, we had Joey Blower here a minute ago. He has got some sexual energy and a lovely Joey's an amazing fella, isn't that he? That was a kindly, I must yeah, say. Yeah, I really yeah, liked yeah, him. Yeah. So, is it, when you were made mayor, did they go, here are your mayoral chains and your tangerine jacket? 
wear them with dignity. I'm, I'm, actually, I've got the tangerine jacket myself, but I will pass it on to future mayors if, they'll, if they'll, they'll wear it. I think that it will take on the same stately significance and you'll become sort of a, a tango mayor. <laughs> People will have that sort of... It, it now has become representative of huge power. I can be very dignified when the occasion calls for it. Oh, you, you seem dignified now, Mr Mayor. Now, we've got some questions we need to ask you about... like Because earlier on, when you didn't come on the show, I'm afraid we went mad and we're very rude about you. Oh. We said that you was corrupt and that you had used all the Blackpool's money to set up a Gold Kingdom people by hermaphrodites. How did you know? <laughs> did Joey, Bl did Joey Blower tell you? Joey Blower, Joey Whistleblower is what he is. That's unbelievable. It turned out that he brought us the truth. <laughs> I told him not to say that to anybody. We've had our own Watergate here tonight. It's been absolutely fascinating. I have um, let the people of Blackpool down. You ain't. You're a glorious mayor. Uh, it's, I'm nearly sometimes drifting into kissing you. If it weren't, Kiss him. If it weren't for the visor on, and Ross. your crash helmet, me and you would be... <laughs> Locked into a limpid snog. It's a whole new world for me, this world of showbiz. It's all right, isn't it? Hey, tell us what you can do as mayor. Could you pass a law or something? And I can parade sheep down Talbot Square without uh, without risk of uh, being stopped. Can we get some then? Because what? Why are we sat here like mugs with f all sheep being paraded down Talbot Square when we could be doing it? If I'd known sooner, I would have arranged it for you. I wish we could get some. Is there, what else can we do? Is there any other powers that you've got? Well, I can, I can obviously exclude certain people from the town's boundaries if I, if I so choose. You wouldn't do that to me and Matt Morgan. Definitely not. No, somebody says, establish yourself, not a chance. Could we have the... Could we have... Yeah, ban Wogan! <laughs> ban Wogan from Blackpool! He's an irresponsible broadcaster. Terry Wogan's a lovely man. No, I know he's lovely. We, he's a stable mate of ours. Often we meet up at Radio 2 meetings. It, we're encouraged to, to just have full gay sex. We, we kind of envisage you, all, envisage you all together in the back room, sipping, Me, sipping coffee Chris and Evans, discussing. That's yeah, what it's like, oh, yeah, Jonathan that's Ross, all new. Game of cards, you know. Wogan's very much the leader. He gets himself worked up in what can only be described as a sexual frenzy and governs us all with his powerful Irish wand. Um, now, uh, Mr. Mayor, the show is coming to an end now. We have a, a poet laureate of the show. He is Mr. G. Please help us, help us to welcome Mr. G, everyone! Please stand by, O oh noble okay. Mayor, and hear the poetry of Mr. G. Didn't we have a lovely time the day we went to Blackpool? Russell and Matt, ice cream in the back, get in the van, it's part of the plan. The plan was to create a show that was uniquely approachable, rebelliously unmoldable, and hopefully downloadable. Now the podcast Totem Pole has well and truly been reached with a t-shirt soaked treated with a breaststroke as Mr. Gay UK roller coaster along Blackpool Beach. The knobbly-bobbly has probably seen better days. Mr. Nib stopped seeing Moomins after the hypnotist gaze. A shout-out to the crowd and Joey Blow who braved the cold and the rain. And the old mayor on his gold with his tangerine coat and his chain. Woo! Well done yes, there, is. Mr. G. What a fantastic ending to a glorious show. Thank you for making our podcast number one. Mr. Mayor, thank you for being you. You had me at hello. <laughs> you are the sexiest mayor I've ever met. Let's have a quick kiss. Come uh, on. Uh, Russell, I don't want to kiss, kiss. you, thanks, honestly. Kiss. <laughs> kiss. <laughs> he said in a really adult way, uh, I don't want to kiss you, thanks. But not, like, kiss. I'm not suggesting... Give us a kiss, mate. <laughs> should you be Mayor of Blackpool, but Mayor of London and perhaps King of the World like General Zod. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is Mr. Mayor, Mayor of Blackpool. Please applaud him. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you for coming. Do you want an ice cream? 
What, what kind of ice cream? A vanilla, please. <laughs> oh, you're lovely. Oh. Right, let's give him... No, it's him. not on. Paul Levy, guys, the mayor, for Christ's sake. We can't not give him a... This ice cream van business we've set up is a bloody shame. Oh, no! Why? Gee! There's ice cream everywhere. I've got ice cream sprayed up my legs. Oh, Christ, the decadence of it is unholy. Mr. Mayor, there is your ice cream. Let me eat a double flake for you because you are such a great man. Thank you very much, Mr. Mayor. How much time before? Okay, thank We're you very finished. much. This is, we've got to go to the news. Thank you very much for making our podcast the number one podcast in, I think it's the world, is it? The whole world. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you, Blackpool. Here is the news now at 11 o'clock. This is Andrea Simmons.